If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. Now, as you're looking that up, if you don't have it already looked up, and as you're preparing to stand up, we want to do something different, a little bit different this morning. I want you to be my cheering section, okay? When we come to the uh, 16th verse, which is the first verse we're going to read, it simply says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Every time I say Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I want you all together to say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Okay? I'm going to try you out. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to get that embedded in your heart and your mind today that no matter where you are next week, that you have an opportunity to say, Hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Verse two, uh, uh, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith and nothing more. We cannot do without faith. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ and we must remain faithful through it all. Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. God is against all this. He's never been in favor of it, never will be in favor of it. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is made visible in them for God has showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so when we stand before God look what it says so that they are with out excuse. No one will leave this place right here this morning not knowing who Jesus Christ is. So if you're lost and you leave here and you die without Jesus, you will stand before God without excuse. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch our lips, our tongue, and God, may you be magnified and glorified and lifted up in this place today, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What an amazing thing a pair of socks are. Some of you don't have socks on this morning. I find it hard sometimes to wear shoes without socks. Because without socks, I feel the sweat. I mean, I'm not saying they don't sweat. They do sweat. But the sock soaks it up. But it's hard for me to wear shoes uh, without socks. Socks come in amazing variety of colors and an amazing variety of sizes. Uh, what do you call these little things you wear most time wear with tennis shoes? What do you call them kind of socks? Footies. The footies I had when I was a young one was those that was worn out and they cut down and made footies. I mean, we didn't have no such a thing as footies when I was uh, growing up as I can remember. Footies. I should have brought a footy with me this morning, but I didn't, I didn't bring a footy. But socks, you know, it's amazing. Um, used to, I don't know about now, you'd go downtown Gatlinburg and they had this machine set up making socks. I mean, just standing there with weaving socks up and stone. 
You know why they've done that on the, out on the public street? Because it made you want a pair of socks, you know? I ain't going to tell you how many times through Christmas and birthdays what I got was a pair of socks. A pair of socks. And I always loved it. A pair of socks. I just love socks. Most recently, one, uh, we were gathering up things at our house. Uh, I won't say that we didn't need but I went through my sock drawer. No less than 38 pairs of socks. Oh man, I can't wear that many socks. Where did I get them? I don't remember buying that many socks. But on the other hand, in that same drawer was 25 socks without a mate. Now, hey, these socks are too good to throw away, man. You, you just can't throw socks away that don't have holes in them. I mean, hey, I wear them out. So I thought, well, you know, with my work boots on, nobody won't know I've got two different color socks on. And I'll tell you, I guarantee it's all in the mind. I can put a blue on this and a white over here, and I know it's a blue and a white, but what difference does it make in the same kind of sock with a different color? But something about it, I'm walking around, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the white and the red. I'm, what is this, you know? Not knowing that that's what it was. But uh, a sock, I mean, it's just amazing to me what you can do with socks. Okay, I call this little gang right here the Singles Club. There ain't a one of them got a mate. Now, I promise you, I have looked under the dryer. I have looked behind the dryer. I have looked behind the washing machine. I've looked in places that shouldn't even be socks. And these boys do not have a mate. Now, this one right here got so aggravated because he didn't have a mate, he turned wrong side out. It's a good sock. It's not even worn in the heel. Here's a good wintertime sock. Not a thing wrong with it. There's a pretty green one. Look at there. The heel. I mean, it's never been worn, don't look like. Don't have a sole. Look at there. Now, he's proud of himself. Hey. <laughs> Tell him. He... he He's single. It's okay to lie, because I'm, hey, I'm headed somewhere with this. I promise you. I'm, if you need to go to the bathroom, you need to go now, because you're going to miss out. Here, here is a good work sock. I mean, it is good from top to bottom. Not a thing wrong with it, but it's in the singles club. Don't have anybody. Don't have nobody either. Now check this guy. Not a thing wrong with that sock. But you know what's stamped on the very end of it right there? A 10. You know what that is? A baseball player sock. I do know where this one came from. This was one of Caleb's. Now hey. Only God knows where the other one is. I love going to children's camp. And I used to love to go on, go on to the, to, with the RAs camping and, and going off with the young guys camping. I guarantee you I could make a living on socks because they're going to leave them behind. I mean, when we get ready to leave children's camping, we're cleaning up, and, and I said, hey, 
Whose socks are these? Ain't mine. Ain't mine. No, ain't mine. There ain't before of us in the room. And I'm looking at them and I, they're not mine. You know, they just don't claim socks and they don't claim underwear. It's amazing to me. Socks are like people. Now this sock right here, I want you to look. There's really not a thing wrong with from here down, but the top is blowed slap out. This sock, you can wear it, but it will not stay up. I mean, you can put rubber bands around the top and cut your circulation off, and as you walk, it's just going to creep and creep and go right on down. Now this one here, it was tied together with this one. That reminds me of some people. Ragged on top, short. But that's the way, that's the way things work out sometimes. Here's a neat pair of socks. Now these are blue socks. And they look good, don't they? But look at there. Done blowed the heel plumb out of it. Got a hole in it. You can go to the hospital. Many of you have done this. You go to the hospital and you get a pair of socks automatically. Got a hole in the bottom of it. About that big around. You've been there. You've done that. But socks. Listen, I don't like to discard socks. I take that single sock. Makes a good shoe shine rack. You can slide that sock on your hand, ladies. And I mean dust away. Throw it in the washing machine, wash it, and start all over again. Now, I, I do some washing at home, and sometime I'll ask Lynn, I'll say, you got any idea where the mate to this is? No, I looked for it when it come through, but I didn't see it. Somewhere along the way, they got separated, which reminds me of some people. You can use socks, men who play golf. Hey, you don't have to be these big dogs and buy these heavy-duty, high-class socks to go over you. A golf club, just slide an old unmatched sock over. It does the same thing. Now, this is, next one's a good one. It even is a sleeping bag for G.I. Joe. <laughs> a single sock. Hey, I just slid him, I just slid him down in there because it made a good sleeping bag. You know, when we used to go camping, had to take our dolls with us. You remember that, boys? It was like a security thing. You know what I'm talking about. But it makes a good sleeping bag for G.I. Joe. Now this pair of socks right here, you can grab these up out of the drawer and put them on. There's not a thing wrong with them. Look like they just came from belts. There's only one, one thing wrong with putting these socks on like this. You have any idea what it would be? Hello? They're both wrong side out. They are. Chances are you men have a pair of socks on right now. One of them's wrong side out. Don't look. I mean, some of them, seriously, they, they, they are made such, you've got to really look at them to see, uh, you know, if they're wrong side out or not. Some socks don't care who they mate with. Don't you look at this pair. I mean, it's a pretty little pair of socks, but one's just a little off color. They don't care. They went to the wash together, they went to the dryer together, they headed back up in the sock drawer together. Hey, they happy. Now, if you really want to go wild and out, and you don't have a, with this one particular sock, or either got one sock with a hole in it, and, and it's no good for, for anything, you take that sock with a hole in it, and you can make a hillbilly bank out of it. There's where you make your deposit. Down here is where you make your withdrawal where the hole is. I mean, don't waste your socks. Now, I want you to, I told you socks come in all different sizes and shapes. 
Look at this little guy. Now, I don't honestly, I know it's one of the grand youngins, but how in the world it ended up in my sock drawer, I don't know. Name of one of them. There, he's a little bit older right there, you see. He's climbing up. I don't want to meet him now when he gets that one. But it's amazing. Socks are amazing. Here's this one. Hey, you can slide it on, do anything you want to with it. It's a perfectly good sock. Now, this next pair. I, honestly, I do not know where these socks came from here. But, you know, if I wanted to wear a pair of a hose, I want you to look here. I mean, this guy had to be eight foot tall. Had to be. I mean, look at this. Can't you imagine Cole putting these on? I may see if Cole will do that just so I can get a picture. But socks, uh, they remind me of people. As I said, I have socks that don't care who they mate with. They don't care whether they stay up or down. Some socks will get wrong side out. And I bet you right now, you ladies and mine would have to say, I don't know. You don't have a clue what color socks your man's got on. I bet you even if you picked them out this morning, you don't forgot what color it was. Casey, you know? Don't look. <laughs> well, that's right, they are. Socks are like people. They are. Socks are like people. They lose their mate for one reason or the other. They get separated. Can't work things out. They get wrong side out. They get lazy. Just won't stay up. Some are just simply worn out. Some stink. Just literally stink. Some are used to comfort others. But in thinking about this, I believe there are sermons in socks. You think about it. Every time you put on a pair of socks, you think about it. Does my socks match? Are me and my mate together? Or one of us wrong side out? Do we stay up? I want to simply share with you the socks of the gospel. You should never, ever forget this. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Hello now, I want you to get with it. We ought to be so loud the police are riding down here to see what's happening. Socks of the gospel. I want to take each letter... And let's see what we can have it to stand for. So when you see a sock, you will automatically think of the socks of the gospel. Because Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First of all, the letter S in socks is for salvation. And you only get salvation one way. And that's through Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us that we must admit that we are sinners. That we must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We must confess our sins and invite Him into our hearts and become a Christian and live for God every day. 
It's salvation. It's nothing more. The letter S stands for saved, born again. Everyone has that opportunity. If you're lost today, you have that opportunity to be saved. The letter S also says for singing. In Psalm 40 verse 3 it says, He hath put a new song in my mouth since I have been saved. It also stands for Scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Every bit of it. He said it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, in righteousness, living for God every day. You know what the Scriptures will do? The Scriptures will convict us of our sins. If we give in to that conviction and confess our sins, then He will cleanse us. Scriptures are important. And they are comforting. And they should control us. In Psalm 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Romans 1 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all not with me, where are you? Y'all have it memorized by now. The letter S is for salvation. The letter O in socks of the gospel is this. Obedience. Our Lord was obedient. The Bible says even unto death should I owe him any less than being obedient to him wherever I am. Romans 5, 19 it says, By one man's obedience we're saved. By one man's disobedience we, made, we were made sinners. We were born that way. But by one man's sacrifice, one man's obedience, we can be saved. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, we're to be obedient, the Bible says, in all things. A Christian, if we name the name of Christ, we shouldn't be slack anywhere in our Christian walk with the Lord. If we get out of step, if sin causes us to get out of step, we need to get back in step as quick as we can. Why? Because Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not. I want to do right. I want to live right. I want to speak right. I want to shake hands right. I want to hug necks right. I want to do all of it for the glory of God because I want to be obedient to the gospel of Christ. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Jesus was obedient even unto death. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 it says to obey is better than sacrifice. You can sacrifice your time, your talent, your tithe and all you want to sacrifice. But if we haven't sacrificed our life, if we haven't given our life to him, he's not interested in the rest of it. Obedience. The letter O also stands for one faith. The Bible talks about one faith, one Lord, one baptism. There is no other. Hello? We agree that Jesus is number one. That letter O also stands for oil. Oil. We put it in our lamp so it will bring forth light. And the Bible says we are that light because of Jesus Christ. It's also all is for anointing in those days and even in these days. All was for healing. They poured it in the wounds if you remember uh, the good Samaritan, when he, when he found the, the guy 
was beaten left for dead, it says that he poured oil in the wound. Why? It was for healing. He was there to help the man. He wanted the man to be healed. Why? Because Romans 1, chapter 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation. Obedience. The letter C in socks is for Christ. Well, he was a good man, people say. Oh, I believe he did, did, did wonderful things. But it's a, it's a shame he's not here now. It is a shame that they don't know who he is. Because he's still here. He's still on the throne. He's by his father's side waiting for the command from his father to say, Go and get your bride. Christ, we believe, virgin born. We believe that the age of 12 years old he was found in the temple. And you know what he told his parents? He said, I've got to be about my father's business. He was a pastor of the first church in the wilderness where he had one person, the devil. And he preached three sermons, three different portions of God's word. And when he got through, there was no conviction upon that devil and he left him. He was a teacher. He had 12 students. He performed miracles everywhere he went. He fed the hungry. He healed the sick. He raised the dead back to life again. And then he laid down his life for sorry folk like us. Can you imagine Jesus dying on the cross just for you and me? Buried. The Bible says he was buried. Three days later, he arose from the grave. He made sure that his students knew that he was alive. He showed himself. No less than 40 days, he went about eating and talking and gathering with the people so that they would know that he was alive. One of his appearances before 500 at one time saw he was alive. His students as he left, they knew he was alive. He ascended back into heaven. The Bible says to prepare us a place. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father right now. He's my advocate. He is my lawyer. He is my bridge. He is my go-between. He is the one that answers for me to my heavenly Father. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's coming back. So therefore, Romans 1, 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation, obedience, Christ. The letter K in socks is for the kingdom. The kingdom. Matthew six thirty three says... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. Seek. Hey, that's a hunting term, y'all. Let's go seek. Hunt the fish. Hunt the game. It's seek. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not mine. My righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you and me as his children. Well, 
You know, as we, as we think about the kingdom of God, let me tell you three things about the kingdom of God. First of all, the kingdom of God stands for his creatorship. He created it. What did he create such a magnificent thing for? For you and me who believe in the name of Jesus and who accept him. He's preparing a kingdom. Hey, we're part of that kingdom. It's his creatorship. It's also his ownership. He owns it all. I mean, he's just given us a little portion to come along to enjoy this with. You know, First Baptist Church is making history. I mean, every day progress is being made. And you know, I, I thought about when we cut the uh, when we cut the cornerstone out, and then behind there was that packet of stuff that represents some past history. Mr. Truett has that thing. If you have suggestions or whatever, because before long that cornerstone will be relayed with more history behind it. Now, I doubt if I'll be alive around here when the time comes to open it back up. But there'll be a lot of stuff going on. But it, uh, that'll be put in there that whoever's coming to church in those days unless Jesus soon comes will be able to open that up spread it on the tables out here out back probably 200 years worth of history of this church seek ye first the kingdom of God is his creatorship is his ownership but let me tell you something else it is his sustainership we are kept by the power of God I can't keep myself so I'm kept by the blessed Holy Spirit of God. Kept until that day of redemption when I will be brought into the very presence of God Almighty to stand before Him, to give an account of this life and the deeds done in this life, whether they be good or bad. Mark's Gospel says, the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus has the keys to heaven. He's got the keys of the kingdom. And you know who wants those keys? And that's the devil. And I guarantee you, he's working every day through you and me and the, and the others trying to get his hands on the keys. You see, hey, we are, we are a part of that key. Because we have Christ in our heart, we're part of that key to give to somebody else so their heart can be unlocked and the Lord Jesus can come in. We're part of that key. Why are we part of that key? First, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to go out of here today saying that in your heart and mind. You ought to go to bed tonight saying it. You ought to get up in the morning saying it. And if anybody asks you how you're doing, say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it all becomes second nature. Well, salvation, obedience, Christ, kingdom. The last letter, S. Down for sacrifice. Sacrifice. You looked at some of these socks. They've made sacrifices. <laughs> some of them have been on, on my feet so long uh, that they've worn out. They've become discolored. They have become stretched out of proportion. But I hate to throw things away. So I seek ways that I can use those things that no longer fit the foot like I'd like for it to fit. 
What do you think God does with us socks? He don't want to throw us away. Everything God's ever created is not junk. Do you understand? We are not junk. God made us in the image of Jesus. In the image of God are we made. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of God. We're made in that image. And we're to give out that image wherever we go. Well, we think about sacrifice. I'm not talking about tithing here. Tithing should not be a sacrifice. Tithing is automatic. Tithing from a Christian needs to be automatically given. That's the first part it needs to come out of your paycheck and mine is the tithe. God, is, it belongs to Him. So I'm not talking about sacrificing our tithe. I am talking about sacrificing our money, the money over and above our tithe. Listen, we go to the store. I do it. I'm sure you do it. We go to Walmart. We go to Sam's. We go to these convenience stores. And it's amazing to me how they got these last little, last minute little stuff right there. As you, you standing in line. What do you do? You don't look up at the ceiling. Man, that's a good looking ceiling they got. Boy, the floor is sort of dirty. Uh-uh. You're looking at the gadgets and the gadgets that's all along there. Say, oh, I believe I want one of them. And I'll get two or three of them. Uh, impulse buying. We just do it. We don't look and say, well, I, I don't really have the money. We just do it. Thank you for the sacrificial money that you gave to the children's brigade this morning. That's a sacrifice. That's over and above. Over and above the tithe. Sacrificing. Listen, we're going to have to sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. Uh, we paid this off. God bless us to pay this off. I want to see that done in record time. And it can, but we're going to have to sacrifice. We're going to have to come up with all kinds of things and, and do it for the glory of God. Many of you have participated and you have bought and you have spent on all these little projects that we've had. You've made sacrifice. And people, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your sacrifice. For Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a sacrifice of our money. It's a sacrifice of our time. Hey, you could be anywhere today. You could be riding through the mountains. I love riding through the mountains, especially on my motorcycle, just tooling right along, feeling the good air. I love that. We need to sacrifice our time for God. You know what? I got 24 hours every day deposited into my bank account. 24 hours. At the end of the day, if I have thrown it away, it's my fault. If I've wasted it, it's my fault. But I got 24 hours. 24 hours. All he's wanting is tenth, a tenth of that. That's not a whole lot, is it? A tenth? 2.40? Is that somewhere long in there? See, I don't have that kind of time to give what if Jesus said, look, Lord, I, I've done everything you've asked me to do, God. I've been everywhere and done everything. Healed the sick, raised the, raised the dead. I've, I've fed thousands upon thousands. And you asking me to go to the cross and die for this crowd? I really don't have time. We need to sacrifice our time. Give him more time than he's asking for. I told you this before, I'll tell you again, my daddy was in construction and he said, son, you need to be on the job 30 minutes before you're supposed to and be willing to stay past time if it's necessary. And I've done my best to practice that all through the years that I've been working. Daddy bought the first lawnmower that had an engine on it and, and it wasn't no syrup or pale, buddy, it was, 
it was four wheels and an engine sitting back here and a belt that went up to a little pulley up there. And the handles was too high. He took it to the shop. Rogers Auto Parts, Curtis, and had the thing broke and re-welded down here where I could get my hands on. He didn't say, oh, he's too little to cut grass. Get the grass cut, man. Hey. Push a wheelbarrow with one wheel on it. Now they got with dually. You can't turn a dually over. Sacrifice your time, folks. Listen, we need to give up our time to God. Not only our money, our time. What about our talent? I want to tell you something. I want to brag on something. I would, we had a, a wonderful time uh, Friday night working at concession stand at football uh, game and trying to peep through the crowd to see what our team was doing and hearing our fans. Listen, you don't know about being in a concession stand if you've never been in there and hear our fans standing on their feet shouting and hollering. I mean, what a thrill. And we ought to do the same thing with Romans 1, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But after the football game was over, we went out and just sit down and listened to our great band. My soul, I was, my cold chills was going all over me. You know what I was looking for? I was looking for the trombones. Because that's what I played in high school band. Another week we went over to Wren to play. I saw some people over there and they said, what you do well for me? I said, I come over here uh, to watch our team play ball. And I said, you know, 50 years ago on a night like this, Lynn and I stood on that same football field and played the national anthem. And somebody prayed. 1966, where is that gone? Some people will pause for a minute of silence. Hey, if I'm going to pause, I'm going to pray. Ain't going to be no silence to it. We need to sacrifice our time, our money, and our talent. My goodness, we got talent in that band. And I noticed, you know, years ago, we had music sticking up on a little stand on the, uh, mounted on the, the instrument. I didn't see a one of them have uh, music. I mean, they played with all their heart. Excellent job. But we need to sacrifice. God's called upon us to sacrifice. The word S, the letter S also stands for sinners. You know there's two kinds of sinners in here this morning? <laughs> Saved and lost. If you're lost, you are a sinner. You are guilty of not accepting Christ as your Savior, and that's the only sin you're guilty of. All the rest of us that are saved, we're guilty of everything imaginable when it comes to sin. We're either lost sinners or saved sinners. The letter S also is for search. If Psalm 139.1 says, search me and know me. Psalmist was talking to God. It says we ought to separate ourselves from the world's ways. Don't be caught up in the world's ways, but come out from among them and live a good life for Jesus. The letter S also stands, stands for uh, submit. In James 4, 7, it says, Submit yourselves to the Lord. And the letter S also stands for surrender. Surrender it all. All the way, give it to God. We need to mind our socks. Every morning, we need to check our socks. Check our socks. Make sure we have that salvation from Jesus. Make sure we're obedient to God. Make sure we're exemplifying Christ wherever we go because we represent His kingdom. And be willing to make the sacrifices. 
It's a high privilege to serve a risen Christ. You know why? Because Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, I pray that you would get all the glory and the praise for this message today. Lord, I believe in you. I know that you've done it all. You've done everything. And the rest is up to us, God. But you said you'd strengthen us. You'd encourage us. You'd never leave us nor forsake us. So I pray for any person in this room right now that's never been saved, God, that they would accept you as their personal Savior before it's everlasting too late. Father, make it easy for anyone that needs to come to this altar today. Give them courage to come. God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you throughout eternity. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. What are we